Welcome to episode 56 of Movies in 4K. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. And it's bonus time. And as you can hear, we We have have new music for the bonuses. Yes, so (laughs) you can distinguish between each if you just put a playlist out there and they just keep playing in order. You'll know by this music, it's a bonus episode. Yeah, I hope you guys like it. That also comes with new cover art, Lady Phantom. Yep, brand spanking new. That covers all the episodes, so you're going to notice a little bit different. It's still us. It's a really cool artwork, and let's praise the Phantom. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) She did great artistry work on that, and it's much more flashy and it's cool looking and it has the 4k logo at top and you now know what we look like (laughs) yes cartoonized yes all right let's get to this bonus show this one comes via sam who stated lady phantom first off that this is an expensive release which was correct It's done by William Lustig, who is one of his favorite directors back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I'll have to say, also, Sam, one of mine, too. He did a movie that's on my top 30 horror movies of all time, Maniac Cop 2. That is a really great movie. Yes, slasher. And he did the most popular slasher called Maniac with Joe Spinell who's got a little bit role in the movie we're about to cover. Oh, cool. One little fun fact before we get into this review for Sam and all you out there is Maniac Cop is in pre-production as a remake. (gasps) What? At the end of last year, I think it was November, William Lustig actually signed over some rights to a new writer and producer and they're in the works on coming up with a new maniac cop and i'd be interested to see in it are there any casting news or anything no casting news whatsoever just in the writing grounds right now but it's a great little trilogy franchise that's overlooked underappreciated and is scary in my opinion and it's a great concept Mm mm-hmm So let's get into our bonus review now. We are covering Vigilante, a movie that the Phantom and I had never heard of. Yeah. And that's saying something as I am a prodigy of the 80s. So this came to me. I was so excited when Sam mentioned this movie. I had to look it up right away. And he stated it's a William Lustig movie. And I was excited. We purchased it right away, and we had so many bonus episodes in the queue. Took us a while to get to it, 
but we're happy we finally did for you, Sam, and everyone else out there. All right, Lady Phantom, this is listed in uh, three genres, action, crime, thriller. Right. Right on point. It runs for an hour and 30 minutes, is rated R. I already said the director, William Lustig. And who is some of the stars in this? Robert Forster, Fred Williamson, and Richard Bright. And Joe Spinell a bit part. And Joe Spinell. He plays a crooked lawyer. He's only in it for about eh, maybe 10 minutes or so. Yeah. Lady Phantom, why don't you tell the audience out there your retrospective on Robert (laughs) Forster? Well, he is one of the first stars I ever remember because he stars in one of my favorite horror movies of all time, which is Alligator from 1980. Like, I remembered him from that. And I thought he looked younger in this movie. I was obviously wrong. But yeah, I do love this Alligator movie. Now, if they wanted to put a movie in 4K, that would be a good one. (laughs) Well, that's another underappreciated film because there was a big movie that came out at the time and it just got sidetracked. Like it was a monster of a movie and I can't remember the one. Yeah, it was one of the big ones, like a Star Wars thing or something like like that. that. And people don't realize that it had pretty high production values. They think of it as a seriously low budget film, like the movie we're covering, but it's not. Yes. Bill got it for me a few years ago because I told him that it was one of my favorite movies. And one of the first horror movies that I remember watching at the movies, and I was fascinated by it, and I was a little six-year-old girl. And it's not cheesy. I was shocked because I hadn't seen it since the 80s either. Exactly. We rewatched it, and we were both surprised at how well that movie holds. Yes, and it was 80 bucks at the time, too, that disc. Yes, like that alligator looked fantastic. It looked just as good as I remembered as a little girl, just as exciting and just as scary. All right, let's get off alligator. This is about vigilante. (laughs) What does that synopsis say? After his wife and son are brutalized by thugs and a corrupt criminal justice system puts the perpetrators back on the street, a New York City factory worker turns vigilante to find some measure of bloody justice. Mm, That don't happen for a while. (laughs) I know, yeah, that's uh, spoilers. Yes, it is a spoiler, and it does miss a key aspect that you're going to hear because let's start it up, and it opens with Fred Williamson talking to about 15 or so people, and he's talking about vigilante justice because New York City's ridden with crime. There's not enough cops on the force. They're letting a lot of people go. So they're taking matters into their own hands and going after these criminals because people are afraid to go outside. People are being brutalized, raped, killed, all sorts of things. Yes. So there's really only three of them they focus on. Mm -hmm. Like he's talking with 15 or so members, I guess, trying to recruit them in the beginning. Yeah, and and they are even doing target practice and stuff. Right. So from here, we go to this scene and see a little violent act. Yeah. One woman gets terrorized and 
probably raped and or stuff. something. And we see the criminal, they show his face and everything. Mm-hmm. Actually, funnily enough, there's some horror music in this. It reminded me of Michael Myers or yeah, something. I know. Yeah, like <laughs> when the criminal's behind the glass or something like that, you see. And I was like, ooh, it like pet me up because I love this era of movies. Yeah, she gets attacked and the vigilante mob takes care of this guy. And there's another side plot with a few of the cops that knows this guy is behind it and his crew. And he talks to him and tells him you shouldn't be doing this and stuff. But, you know, their hands are tied, too. And some of them want the vigilantes and others don't. Mm -hmm. This is when we get to meet the Robert Forrester character. And he's actually friends with the vigilantes, but doesn't know what they do. Exactly. Yeah, you get a little glimpse of his life with his wife and kid. And uh, honestly, I thought it was a very bad scene because it's like they could have introduced his family and his love for his family in a more (laughs) organic (laughs) way. But it was like a scene in the middle of, 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 uh, of completely different things in the park, just showing how happy they are together and and it just felt forced to me but oh well well i think a lot of this is forced i mean this is pretty low budget stuff back here so you gotta roll with it roll with the times yeah but like it says in the brief one sentence synopsis they actually spoil it so we can talk about it is his wife gets attacked and his little boy yep they get attacked And this guy is all for justice at the beginning. Right. You know, but he don't believe in the vigilante mantra because he has some foresight because there's some dialogue with the Fred Williamson character when one of the cops comes over and he's like bewildered, like what's going on here. Mm -hmm. But he gets a taste that these guys are performing justice because the courts aren't and he's against it he's like no let's go the, the yes, legal like, route i believe in the system even and everything. when his wife gets attacked exactly and then they are in the courtroom and this is when we get the joe spinell character who's uh-huh. a crooked lawyer he's taking yes. money from gang members and stuff like that who by the way i mean i i think the judge should have taken the money, not the lawyer. It's like you're you're paying your lawyer anyway. <laughs> but oh, okay, let's roll with it, right? But he in this courtroom is when his journey really starts because yes. he he takes a, a or he has a taste privately of how crooked the system really is, and he learns that from the district attorney. Because he had to sign a waiver. There was one witness that actually came forward to this crime, which is very rare. They actually popped out stats. (laughs) Like 85% Mm -hmm. of people get away with things. And people are afraid to come forward because they don't want to be known because then they'll get attacked by these hoodlums in this area. Mm Mm-hmm. After this trial and the guy basically gets off scot-free, he does get a charge, but he gets a suspended sentence. He gets to go home. Yeah, it's just a slap on the wrist. flips out and 
starts to attack the judge and this is when he gets 30 days himself in jail yeah even more than the guy ever really got it's but anyway right and right at this time we get the scenes in jail and then going back to the vigilante group it goes back and forth but you know in the jail there's a good 20 30 minutes here like someone's looking out for him why this guy is i have no idea it's never explained or shown they just get a look at each other and then he's this guy's protector yeah and then when he leaves he doesn't even say thank you i mean it's like yeah it's it's pretty bizarre in (laughs) some (laughs) scenes but the main point is once he gets out he wants revenge yeah he joins the group and this is when we have some chaotic racing scenes yeah, he, and he's, all sorts of wild things going on. But he's going after the people that inflicted the harm. Yeah, and on he's his out family. for blood, definitely. So I think that's the story in a yeah. nutshell, Phantom. Yeah, because I was thinking that if you just go by the IMDb thing, it, sounded it sounds death, death sentence, sentence yes, just, but it's not. But it's definitely not. It's it's different. Yeah, and I'm just going to make a criticism right here because it came to my mind right now is because of death sentence and take it in these movies I've mentioned before, some of my favorite revenge pieces. When he comes out and is walking there's this scene you know you all you always see it in these like oh they flipped they turned they're badass you can see they mean business and this montage of him walking (laughs) through this playground like i'm like no bad casting (laughs) here and i like forster yeah he is all, but he don't have the chops to pull he's all off. mean pushing these basketball players yeah <laughs> like okay. and he's wearing these blue sneakers these bobos the whole time and if you're my age you're gonna know what i mean by that term it's just comical actually watching it yeah to and some one, level yes and one more thing in this movie nobody else no, nobody ever changes clothes right well he does because at some point he wears like jail clothes and that's that like everybody else and himself they wear the same clothes <laughs> yes other than williamson that. with his tight jeans and his leather, short leather jacket. jacket yeah um <laughs> now this guy means business and he does show it in his face at times yes some of it's over the top but some of it works. It's fun at times. He was my favorite character, actually. Yeah. Like he is really intense, and that guy has a presence and a personality for years. I mean, it's like he has really intense eyes and his look, and and he's mean and badass and stuff. And I really liked him. And he's in Lady Phantom's top ten horror movie, one of the top tens of uh, 2020. VFW as an old man now. Uh, yes, and just as bad as us before. <laughs> That's true. All right, technical time, Lady Phantom fight scenes oh my (laughs) yeah this is tough man because i grew up on these films and since i'd never seen it it was hard to watch at times it really was and i enjoy these style films 
so much nostalgia here for me. It brought me back to my teenage years watching these films, like all the clothes and the cars and the way people talked and acted and everything. But it's rough. Yeah, at some point, as, as Bill mentioned, there is this car pursuit, let's say. I was watching these people drive one after the other. And I was like, wow, you would think they are driving in some super complicated uh, mountain driven highway or something. And it's just a city. I mean, dude, there is a left turn. You and don't have to act like, the oh my squealing God. overdubs was pathetically bad most of the time. It's like, stop with that already. <laughs> I know. Like they're they, squealing just doing a turn at five miles an hour. And when they put on the brakes, there's these loud squeals. And then they go too far and the action stops. It's like, ooh, it yeah, doesn't work. This yeah, is yeah, like yeah. a video nasty, I want to call it. It's like one of these underground, low-grade B-movies. But it has stars. And they were stars at the time. Yes. Not big stars. They weren't Jamie Lee Curtis or nothing. But they were well-known actors that had been in many other TV shows and things. Yeah, established. So, so yeah. And we're going to lead into the acting now, and it is brutal at times to meet uh, them. All the side characters are really drop-dead bad. Yeah. And it makes it hard to believe them and get into the film. Yeah, there was a lot of overacting everywhere. Like Spinell was the best to me. Yes, he was the most natural, actually. And he, he was, looked yeah. crooked, and the way he acted, he portrayed it. You felt it. You bought him. Yeah, but everybody else. I mean, I would say maybe his wife, you know, she was a little more. She was more, okay. Yeah, she was okay. But Forster was stiff and wooden. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that was bad direction. I really do, because he... He is better than in this movie. Yes. He is better than what he has portrayed in this movie. Absolutely. It was like he was, as you said, always stiff, always with the same look, always... Completely lacked emotion, and when yes. he had to show some level of caring, it didn't work at all. I didn't buy it. The only scene where I really liked his acting was that courtroom scene when he lost it because like he it, he looked like he really lost it. That's true lady phantom but that scene I have a problem with the camera work. Yes. It's super rough and shaky and it's like spinning very out of focus very hard to tell what's going on chaotic not in a good sense. Yes. And that takes me to another technical, which is there are a lot of blurry scenes and they are the movie thing. It's it's not the 4K and we will talk about I more about that. I do think some of it does have to do with the 4K because we've stated this before when something's just a hair out of focus, 4K shines that because the level of detail is so much better than it was almost 40 well, years yeah, ago. Well, yeah, that is true. But there are scenes that yes, are just there was plain blurry. static shots, Phantom, when there's like a two-person dialogue, when it just was aimed in the middle of them and they were just a little off blurry. Yeah. And it was noticeable. Yes. And 
it wasn't bothersome, but it's like, oh. <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like, oh, that's not the best it could be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Lustig is a really good director to me. He went on to do good stuff. And Maniac was before this, was 80, oh. if I'm not mistaken. And this movie's a step down. And like I said, I'm still surprised I never heard of this movie. Now, it's not horror. I think some people could call it horror nowadays. It's not at all. It's the genres it's listed in. But some of these sound cues denote it could be horror. Yeah. I will say I was shocked because the first hour of this movie, they did many cutaways. Even the hand-to-hand combat was done really poor. And that goes back to us mentioning low-budget films can't do fighting scenes very well here's another really good example but there is some gore in here that was actually shocking where they went and it looked good yes yeah that's that is true and two scenes in particularly i was surprised with it was pretty hardcore i would say yeah there are scenes in this movie that are really surprising in which you go like wow they went there Okay, I mean, they are never too graphic, but there are scenes in this movie that today they wouldn't fly. They just wouldn't fly at all. Yes, there was a huge gunshot scene that was done outstanding. Like, you didn't see it coming either. I mean, you knew something was going to happen. But how it was filmed in a sort of slow motion and almost stopped for a second and you seen the bullet hole with like a little mm-hmm. flesh coming out really good but then yeah. again there's another scene oh my Phantom. you would think Go they, on, yes it. there's another one where you would think they shot this person with a bazooka or something like that she flies yeah and it's just a hand and it's just a handgun and you're like what like yeah no <laughs> right um what else we got camera work for the most part it's pretty bad here all the way around you know, the action scenes were very choppy and, you know. Uh, yeah, it comes to the point where you. you got to remember the budget here. And if yes. you go in knowing that, I think you're a little eased watching the movie. Yes. I wasn't sure mm-hmm. where this movie was going to come in. You know, Friday the 13th that came out in the 80s gets panned a lot by the acting camera work and stuff and i'm like that's a masterpiece compared to this movie yeah like it's very competently made there's a lot of incompetence in this movie yeah it's like they wanted to show something really really badass but they didn't really know how to put it together or they cut for money or they ran out of film yeah it's like they cut the guy doing the editing didn't know how to manipulate it. It's Yeah, but it's also, I think, the story. I mean, the writing, like, it's just bad. Okay, you have this protector in jail. Like, why is he protecting him? He is just this guy who is a badass and saves his behind, quite literally, at some point. And you're like, why? Just because? Like... The Phantom no. did like seeing the nude butts of the guys. <laughs> oh, my. And, and, and there is one breast scene. So you got yes. something for both sides. <laughs> yes. And 
And Forster showed a little tiny bit more than he might have wanted to, but oh well. And uh, I, I don't know, it, so it comes to the point in the movie where you just roll with it and enjoy it as a bad, good movie. Or as a good, bad movie. I don't know how to put it, yeah, but you just I laugh. never really liked that term back in the horror days because a lot of people said this, that it's so bad it's good. Mm-hmm. This would be one that somebody would say. Like, they really had fun with it. They just went along with the ride. I think Fred Williamson is more the star than Forrester because yes. he is... The one kicking the butts out of the criminals, basically. Yeah, and he's the one that eggs him into doing stuff, really. Yeah, because there becomes some controversy with Robert Forster's wife, and he makes a decision, and Williamson tries to talk him out of it. Yeah, which is another thing that I just that can't understand. That was probably one of the better scenes, dialogue-driven, though. With the wife? No, the uh. scene where he's convincing him to stay. Yeah, yeah, that was okay. That was okay. But like for the life of me, I just couldn't understand why the wife would act the way she did. But oh, well, like people oh, act I in different understand ways. That. I mean, I think it's pretty easy to understand. Certain people react different ways in different circumstances. Yes, yes. All right, what other technicals we got here? Sound. The sound. You heard the track playing in the beginning there. That is the theme song, and I will lead out with the whole song at the end. And it had a couple other tunes. It fit. Like I said, the horror stuff was a little out of place, I thought, because it's not a horror movie at all. Yeah, and I also a lot of um, lack of harmony, I would say, intentional, obviously. Like you are hearing a theme or a song at some point, and it goes like, yeah. Which I assume it is to show some level of uneasiness in the movie itself. And I thought it worked. I could really see, not to mention again, I'm going to, a movie from Death Sentence being inspired by a movie like this and just doing it good and ratcheting it up and making it a really good movie. You could see something like that because they would eliminate the unnecessary things you know like and make it hardcore and the acting the acting has to sell a movie like this yes you gotta show that vitriol the revenge the and and this guy just couldn't do it in this movie and like i said he's a better actor than this movie yeah i completely you know, agree phantom so yeah. i think we covered enough of the story and i the technicals. agree so this is fun <laughs> What do you got, Phantom? Uh, I am going to say this movie deserves a five. It's just average for the budget. It was not as bad as it could have been. But honestly, I, it didn't feel like a waste of time. But it didn't really feel either like, oh, yeah, I'm glad I saw it. So I, I'm going to say avoid. All right. Well, I think Phantom's nice. So don't take offense, Sam, out there. But this is a three. And that's due to a couple scenes. It is cohesive. It works in a story that evolves. 
So there is some competence in the writing and the direction and some of the actual practical effects that were achieved, I'm giving it credit for. And Spinell's getting a lot of credit too because he was really good and he's not in it much. Fred Williamson was really good. He was over the top. He was supposed to be, but he did calm down. And on his face, it was very easy to tell what he was thinking. So I appreciated that. But I got to be honest, on all movies, it doesn't matter if I liked it or not. This is a three- in technical wise and every other in a movie now sam i will let you know i personally enjoyed this more if this was like my personal rating without technicals i'd be higher because i didn't mind watching this at all i enjoyed going back this was nostalgia to me so i liked seeing this but for everyone else out there this is definitely an avoid all right, Miss Phantom, 4K disc. Now, we reviewed a lot of movies, it feels like, from the 80s and around this time, even a little earlier. How was that video quality? And before you say anything, okay, Sam thought it was really good. That's the words he used. So, okay. And he really wanted our opinions on the movie itself and on the quality. He's already bought it. He's a huge Lustig fan, so he just wanted to know our take. I think it's a bag, a very mixed. <laughs> Most of the movie is very dark. And the people who did the 4K did a fantastic job at dark scenes. Yes, I think they scrubbed the grain on the dark yes. scenes. Not on the light ones, but the dark ones. Yes, The light scenes are decent, but grain is very obvious. Now, at no point during the movie did I think the grain was obstructive or distracting or anything like that. Even though it was pretty heavy at times. I agree, Phantom. Uh Uh-huh. But but that was, I think, because most of the movie is dark and the dark scenes were good. Yes, and there's some light scenes. They're in the bar. There's a scene in the bar when the vigilantes are in there and Robert Forster's there, and then the cops come walking in. And it's really bright in this scene. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that looks like it could have been shot today. You know it's not because of the hairstyles and the clothes and just the film look of it. Mm-hmm. but it was really clear there's no doubt in my mind i've never seen this movie that this looks better than it ever could have looked oh, because i know so many movies of this time i was a prodigy of this time and this is what i focused on in all my career was this decade and i was impressed yes with what they did we talked about alien it's out there in movies in 4K. Super bad. Yeah, like this is a hundred times better than Alien. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, my favorite movie yes. of all time. Total POS. F minus this. This was surprising. It's a total mixed bag. And I would say it ekes above the good side rather than the low side. Yes, that's true. Now, 
going back to the grain and how they scrubbed it, there are a few scenes that I thought looked actually kind of not blurry, but like they scrubbed it way too much or something. They and softened they, it. And, they, and it was very soft in yeah, some Well, scenes. that's what usually happens if yeah, they're scrubbing but, a lot of grain. Yes, but I'm talking about... Two percent of the movie. It's a very, it's very, very short. These scenes like it's that. It's funny because most movies you need a lot of light, and that tamps down mm-hmm. the grain. Yeah, and it did so in this one at times. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's some really bright scenes, lights coming from anywhere, and it looks fantabulous, actually. Yes, but then most of the scenes, all the wide angle, it's grain heavy, but. You're right, Phantom. It wasn't so distracting where it took you out like it does on a lot of other movies. Yeah, it, it was very impressive, actually. And talking about the night scenes, the I think there were quite a few scenes where HDR was very well used. Yeah, there's a few. I wouldn't say a lot. Yeah, maybe not, but like... All the lights in the cars. Yes, you could notice the silver because remember, chrome people on cars back then that there's not anymore. So there's a lot of chrome on cars that shine. Yes, like ambulance lights, uh, police Mm -hmm. car lights. There's a scene with an explosion that looked really good towards the end. Uh The colors, the red color in this movie looks so good. Yes. Like really deep, really punchy. Very, I, I, I don't think a lot of things popped out of the screen, but the colors were so vibrant. True. And it's funny, Phantom, because I felt like this movie was made in the fall sometime mm-hmm. because the movie had that appeal. Mm-hmm. It was never like really bright out. Yeah. Or never. It was like, you know, just that fall feel and it was cool. I mean, they're all wearing coats and stuff. So it had that Halloween style feel Uh when it was shot. I think the first thing that really impressed me was the first shot of Fred Williamson, actually. You know, because, I mean, the contrast in his persona in general, like, his hair like black as coal and then his skin like such a nice color in his skin and his jeans which were normally like blue light blue or something like that some of the running scenes by the way were pretty (laughs) terrible too yeah he he couldn't run well not only that it was so staged it was like okay you start running and they started filming and then they look Oh, my God. Here's <laughs> some cringeworthiness in this. And it happened five times where they're running into an alley and they got to look all around at the person. And every character does this. In the movie. I'm like, please stop it. It looks so staged like you're watching them. Yeah. I don't know. And it's almost like the director told him, okay, when you run, you like lift your knees as much as you can. That's the only Right. It, it just looked bad. But back to the point. I thought the contrast was really good. Like the dark levels were decent. They I don't think there was much that was completely black, but it looked good and the contrast was fine, I thought. Okay, I'm going to ask you to make a comparison, Phantom, because okay. this is Blue Underground again. Okay. We just did Zombie 
three episodes back or something like that. I'm not sure. Give us a comparison because remember, that's a few years before this one. Actually, I think this looks better in general. It's just hard. But I think in general, this looks better. Do you really? Yeah. See, that's really hard for me to say too. And I was curious to what Phantom was going to say. I personally wanted to grade zombie more, but I, I got to be fair. Just because I like a movie, I'm not going to do what all these other critics do. And to me, it was eye-opening how good zombie was with a lot of flaws. And I stated yes. that. And I kind of agree with you. On a whole, there was like less grain yes. at times. But the level of detail with the gore and the practical effects and zombie blow this out of the water. True. And the But then again, there wasn't so much gore and that kind of effects in this movie. So. Yes. And this is just way worse of a movie, too. So you can exactly. see a lot more stage stuff that I think 4K made look a little more fake than it actually was. True. Then in Zombie, for example, the scenes that have grain, oh, the grain is there and it's visible and it's distracting to a point. It doesn't really take you out of the movie because the movie itself is, is so interesting. But there is never that level of grain in this movie at all. No. All right, Lady Phantom. Audio is, believe it or not, Dolby Atmos. It was good. It was good. The, 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 the music sounded good. The sound effects were good. The dialogue the got lost in a few points. And that, I know, Phantom, I don't think that's the disc's fault. I think that's Blue Underground's fault. I think there were certain times in the movie they didn't raise the level because it sounded like they were using different microphones or something. Mm -hmm. Like the fullness of somebody's voice actually wavered at times yes so that was the reproduction of the sound and i'm gonna blame the production studio for that the, yeah this, this conversion on that there so was, it's a fault on this disc yeah there was a scene where for example one character is talking and then while he is talking there is some kind of sound from i don't remember if it's a car or a something you know and this car or this sound prevails on top of the voice and uh -huh. then it fades away again and then you can hear the voice and you're like no dude like the voice should sound the same no matter what else is going on and it's like what yeah but i'm gonna harken back to zombie too again here it you know surrounds not really utilized nah. overhead silly to even have it really but it was a more fuller track it didn't sound like it was coming from a mono track mm -hmm. the problem here is the overdubs were piss poor phantom so it made them shine more when it's actually produced a little better maybe i'm not sure how to word that yeah i didn't think they were that terrible because then again i've seen way worse but yeah, they weren't good. Like something that you would go like, yeah, wow. Um, no, not really. To me, maybe you wasn't paying attention. You was into these 
kickboxing scenes and stuff maybe because i was like yeah i was all for these people to beat the behinds of the bad people my mind phantom must have missed it because when especially in the scene (laughs) when the protector is coming to save them like the punches didn't go with when they oh yes you're right like you are right you are right and the sound quality was different than the voice quality and the breathing quality so yeah yeah you're right so it's really mixed baggery here all the way around all right lady phantom what special features we got on this disc now this is where this disc is gonna be cool There are a lot of extras here. We have audio commentary number one with co-producer, director William Lustig and co-producer Andrew Garoni. Audio commentary number two with co-producer and director William Lustig and stars Robert Forster, Fred Williamson and Frank Pesci. New audio commentary number three with film historians Troy Howarth and Nathaniel Thompson. New Blue Collar, Death Wish, interviews with writer Richard Vettier, star Rutania Alda, associate producer and first AD, actor Randy Jurgensen, and others. New, Urban Western, interview with composer Jay Shadowway, theatrical trailers, TV spots, radio spot, promotional reel, poster and still galleries, and bonus collectible booklet with new essay by michael gingold yes these boutique distributors really put the time and effort into these older movies and i feel they have to they gotta charge a premium because they're not selling a million copies of these movies yes so they're reaching out to these actors directors and stuff and putting in the time and that is very well appreciative i'll tell you because the big budget studios don't do it most of the time and it takes you off actually exactly and it's also to be appreciated i think i mean robert forster recently died very recently oh i didn't know that. so to have something like this interviews with him and, and everything i think it's a very cool extra before our grade, the final thing we're going to say is this slip cover on this 4K it's disc so is the coolest cool. slip cover I've ever seen. It's completely three-dimensional, great depth of field, and unbeknownst to me, Lady Phantom, this must be a cult classic because the level of work gone into this and to spend the time reproducing this movie scrubbing it updating it and everything with the sound and the video i mean they did on the whole a great accomplishment sam so i think that's what you wanted to know now now is it only me or robert foster doesn't look like himself in this cover art uh, but anyway this is a tough one to grade but i'm gonna go right down the line it's a C. For what 4K can do, it did shine in spots. Yes. There's things 4K brought. There was some popping. Like I said, I noticed it most on the chrome cars. And mm-hmm. there's all the cars are chrome in this movie. And there's that one really vivid, bright daylight scene. 
But the dark scenes, Lady Phantom is right. Now, they're not the best velvety deep blacks with super white lights. No, but they look really good and you for miss, an 80s movie. And you miss nothing. That like is true. Everything you can see perfectly well in a completely dark scene. Yes. So right down the line with a C, but for 40 bucks with tax... Wow. Unless for some reason this has nostalgia to you. I mean, I don't even recommend you watch this movie. So you got to be a fan of this movie. I would still say it's unworthy unless you're a collector and want that slip cover because that is cool as heck. So what do you got, Phantom? Yeah. As for the grade, I'm going to say exactly the same. I think it's a C. It's average. But then again, for the kind of movie it is, they did fantastic work. It's unbelievable. But I am going to say, if you like this movie, like if you really like this movie, get it in 4K because it looks very, very good for what it is. So you coming in with Worthy? Yes. Wow, there you go. There's a difference. I think this is only the second time that the Phantom and I have actually been different in worthiness factor of the disc. Yeah. It's expensive, and, and that plays a part in yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you really like this movie, if you love it enough to want to have it. Yes, you're going to get something out of it. No doubt. If you like this movie and want to buy it, you can probably get it cheap on DVD, I would assume. Yes. But you have never seen this movie like this. It is worth that, I will say that. But for the money, like, I I can't say to get it. Because, you know, some of my favorite movies, Alien, Shining, I've been unworthy on them because it doesn't bring much to the table. Yeah, so let me say that. Uh If you just kind of like the movie blah 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 don't even like don't even bother but if you love it enough to want to spend good money on it then buy it in yeah, 4k well, because it does look fantastic down as worthy lady phantom okay that's what you said yes got it all right we're wrapping up episode 56 a bonus show for sam i hope you enjoyed that buddy and everyone else out there in listener land (laughs) i'm bill shetty who are you i'm lady phantom and we want you to subscribe to movies in 4k if you haven't yet all the links are on billshetty.com just click from there and find out when new episodes are coming out because we're doing a lot of shows for you out there. So for us, we'll catch you on the next Movies in 4K.